Welcome back to the latest edition of the Pitch Blitz Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Blaze Tambori. Well, today's date marks January 31st. It is currently 8.30 on the East Coast of America, meaning that the transfer window is officially shut. Who made the best signing? Who will regret their signings? Todd Bowley and Colette Chelsea broke record on top of record to help themselves get back in form. Will it help them or hurt them? Stay tuned. We've got a lot to come. Now that the transfer window is officially over, we can finally take a step back, relax, admire the money that just flows in this beautiful sport that we love, and some obviously take advantage of that right. Um, and the prime example was this month uh, with with Chelsea. They were recently bought out in the summer after Roman Abramovich uh, had to sell the club. Uh, due to the the war in Russia, um, and Todd Bowley, the American businessman, uh, bought the club. And ever since he has bought the club, all he has been doing is just pumping money uh, into the organization, into the youth academy, into the stadium, into the fans, into the, the, the ticket sales, and now into the transfers. They have spent in total £329 million this January it, it started out with Mikel Mudrik for $70 million, and then they got Joao Felix for uh, a loan, which they have to pay $11 million. Uh, but now that he has a ban for three games, they have to pay $1 million for every single match that he plays in. Um, Benoit Badia-Shield for $40 million, Audrey Santos for $12 million, uh, David Fofana for $12 million. Uh, Nani Mariueki for $35 million, Malo Gusto for $30 million. And then finally today, on transfer deadline day, they finally found their target in Enzo Fernandez for £121 million. He is officially the most expensive transfer in the history of the league. So there's two sides uh, to this topic right now. It's the people who think this... Uh, is great for the sport, that there's more money being pumped into it, uh, that there's uh, more people from other countries playing in the Premier League. But then there's the other side. And I feel that I'm on that other side where this kind of ruins the sport. This ruins the fun of the game. This ruins the competitiveness of the game. And it also waves a red flag with the financial fair play laws that are in place across the world for every single team in every single league. Um, where are those laws right now? It seems like UEFA is just sitting back and letting Chelsea do their thing. Juventus were handed a strict, strict, crazy uh, uh, suspend, um, uh, match point deduction of 15 points, dropping them from 4th place to 13th place. Because of financial, because they broke the financial fair play laws in in Italy, and I think when you, obviously we know Chelsea is having a down year right now. They currently sit in tenth place. They're below Fulham. Uh, they're below Brighton, and it doesn't seem like they're going to get anywhere near Europa League football, let alone Champions League football. So, Todd Bowley took it in his own hands and said, you know what, let's just buy and buy and buy. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. And that that really hurts the game. It hurts the the teams that Chelsea will go up against. It's going to hurt, you know, the Nottingham Forests. It's going to hurt the, the Leicesters. It's going to hurt the Evertons because they don't have that same money. 
And yeah, I understand it's, you know, since Chelsea have the money, they should be allowed to spend it. Yes, but grow your youth academy. If you really want good players, then put the onus on you and start growing your own players in your own academy. You know, if if everyone this is this is my worry is that it's going to start a domino effect. Clubs are going to put themselves up for sale. Some billionaire buys the club and all of a sudden just puts crazy money into the organization in order to win. That's not that's not why this sport is the most popular sport across the world. It's the most popular sport because people enjoy watching the game itself. You know, they they enjoy you know seeing the the you know 2 million dollar 16 year old, you know, scoring a hat trick game in and game out. They don't really want to see Enzo Fernandez you know do well in Chelsea. At least that's how I feel. Because before the World Cup, yeah, I mean, he played well at Benfica, but nothing to write home about. And he has a he has a good World Cup. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, Todd Bowley is offering him $121 million pound deal. A $121 pound deal. So I, I think this, this takes away from the uh, satisfaction of the game. It takes away from the competitive, competitiveness of the game. Um, and I think ultimately it, it's going to hurt Chelsea uh, because going into that locker room, you know, that is a tough, tough locker room to manage for Graham Potter. Graham Potter, when he was at Brighton, he told management, he told hierarchy, look, I don't want you to go out and buy every player. And they, they couldn't. They don't have the money for that like Chelsea do. But he said it's going to cause problems. It's going to cause disruptions in who I pick game in and game out. There will always be someone that is frustrated that they are not getting enough playtime. And when you spend 330 million pounds in one month, you know, all those players were promised playtime. All those players were, were promised, uh, you know, the, the additional add-ons in their contract that they could, you know, if they score 10 goals in a season, they'll get an extra, you know, $3 million or whatever it is. But if they're not getting any play time, then they're technically losing money, and they're not going to be happy about that. No one, Obviously, no one is happy when they have the opportunity to make more money, and they, they can't, and it's, and it's not up to them. So I think Graham Potter is... I'd be shocked if Graham Potter is not uneasy uh, about this transfer window. Um, anyway, that being said, yes, Chelsea bought a lot of players, um, but they also let one of their stars go in uh, Jorginho, the Italian midfielder. He is heading across the city to Arsenal, uh, Chelsea's rivals in Arsenal. Look, Jorginho is an out-and-out winner. Uh, he's won... The, the Champions League, he's won the Premier League, he has won the Euros. He was he came in third in the, the uh, Ballon d'Or running two years ago. This is exactly what Arsenal needed. Uh, you know, obviously Arsenal's top of the table in the Premier League right now, but, you know, their midfield now with Thomas Partey is out. Um, you know, I think this was a great pickup for, for Arsenal. And I also think it was, it was good for, for Chelsea. You know, like I said, players that you just signed are going to want more playtime. Well, this is perfect, you know, and it was 
it was a matter of time until Jorginho was was going to run out of steam. Um, and that's that's kind of, I think, why Chelsea decided to get rid of him. Why to Arsenal? I'm not sure. Uh, but it has happened before. You know, we have William, we have Cesc Fabregas, um, you know, we have Petr Cech, Olivier Giroud. You know, all these players played for, for these two rivals. Um, so it's not something that is unfamiliar to, to a fan of the sport. Next, I, I want to talk about uh, Manchester United. I feel like they could have done more uh, this this transfer window. However, you know, with with the improvement that we have seen in the last month from Manchester United has has truly, honestly, it's been drastic, um, and it's positive. It's it's. A step in the right direction that we did not think would come this fast under Eric Ten Hag. You know, Pep Guardiola, um, I forget which club he was talking about, but the they just, I, I believe they, they just brought in a, a, a new coach and it took him a while to um, make an impact. You know, they were weren't really winning any games, they weren't making the European competitions, whatever whatever it was. And Pep Guardiola said, no coach can turn around an entire franchise in one year or six months. Um, and that's something you saw after I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson left with Manchester United. You know, Louis van Gaal took over. Um, and no one has been able to do what Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson did. Obviously, as we know, it, it, Sir Alex Ferguson is the best coach uh, ever. Um, so I think seeing what Eric Ten Hag has done since he's been hired in the summer, especially dealing with Cristiano Ronaldo's crap, uh, I think you really need to give the the staff at United uh, a, a pat on the back. Um, they signed Anthony from Ajax in the summer. That was not the best signing as it turns out, especially for 95 million pounds. Uh, that was kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Um, however, they got Casemiro, Lisandro Martinez, Tyrell Malasia, Vout Veghurst this January uh, from Burnley. He's coming on loan. So I think it's there's always negatives that you can look at. If you want to tell yourself that there's negatives, there's going to be negatives. So I think looking at at the side that United have right now, uh, Christian Eriksen is is out with an injury. Uh, they said up until probably end of April. Um, so signing Marcel Sabitzer from uh, Bayern Munich was a great signing in my opinion. Uh, I think he has a lot of class. He has a lot that we haven't seen yet. Um, and I think he wasn't really getting enough playtime that he deserved at Manchester. At, I'm sorry, at, at Bayern Munich. So I think him going to to United, playing with a different front three, playing under a different coach, um, I think it's gonna it's gonna pay dividends. And I I really think that this United side, yeah, you know them progressing in the in the Carabao Cup, you know it's not going to completely change uh, the um, projections for themselves this year. But I do think, though, that it's a step in the right direction and it's a step that not many people uh, thought would be happening uh, this early under the Ten Hag era. 
Next, I want to head uh, to the noisy neighbors of Manchester United and go to Manchester City. Uh, some crazy news out of their camp as Joao, Con- Joao Cancelo has uh, signed a deal with Bayern Munich. He was loaned out uh, from Manchester City. There's some rumors on why all of a sudden he was loaned out. Uh, no one really knows for sure. Um but the, the the feeling is that he had a a little argument with Pep Guardiola uh, in the uh, on f- last week before the the Arsenal game. After Pep Guardiola told him that he wasn't going to be playing, Joao Cancelo kind of wigged out, um, said something along the lines of, you know, I don't want to be here. And Pep Guardiola said, if you don't want to be here, then you can leave. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, so his manager got on the phone, called up Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich said. Awesome. Uh, you know, Benjamin Pavard is currently looking for a new club, specifically probably Ars- uh, probably Barcelona. Um, so they signed him on loan for the, the remainder of the season uh, with a £70 million price tag uh, if they choose to buy him. Um, it was a £11 million loan with a £70 million buyout option. Um, other than that, Manchester City has stayed relatively silent uh, this January, which Pep Guardiola said he said we are not going to be bu- we are not going to buy any players. We don't need any players. So um, I, I think I think it's going to be a tough loss. But Manchester City have Rico Lewis. You know they have guys in the academy that can you know fill the void. Nathan Ake now plays on that left wing. Rico Lewis plays on the right wing. You know, you still have Kyle Walker in there. So I think Manchester City is is going to be fine. Uh, it's definitely a, a big loss, and it's definitely a loss that, you know, is going to sting for a little bit because a lot of City fans really liked him. Um, after his first season didn't go as planned, he's only done great things for for the club. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up. Um, next, I want to head over to, to Liverpool. Um, once again, Liverpool have just kind of stayed silent uh, despite all of their injuries. Now Ibrahim Okonate is now out for, for a period of time. They only signed one player in Cody Gakpo from PSV Eindhoven. I think, uh, you know, it, <laughs> I don't even know what to think about Liverpool anymore because it's it's so, it's so hard to estimate or project Liverpool's future right now. Is there still a future for Jurgen Klopp there? You know, is there still a future for uh, Mohamed Salah or Fabinho or Jordan Henderson? Or, you know, there's there's so many pieces that can be moved at Anfield right now. Um, so I think everything is up in the air right now. I, I, I really do. I mean, Darwin Nunez, we obviously know how poor Darwin Nunez has been playing recently. Uh, but obviously you can't put all the blame on one player, especially a player who's only been there for four months. So I think Liverpool kind of have to look at it the way Chelsea have um, in signing new players. And I'm not saying spend 300 million pounds in one transfer window, but, you know, figure some stuff out. You know, maybe it's something wrong with your back line. Maybe it's something wrong with your youth academy. Maybe it's something wrong with your trainers. Why is every player getting hurt right now? You know, whatever it may be. Um, but once again, I said it before, I want to say it again for, for the Liverpool fans out there who are stressing over this season. Sadio Mane, you really miss him. You really miss him. 
You know, he played that left wing role like no other could. Um, obviously, when Luis Diaz is healthy, he he matches up pretty similarly to Sadio. Uh, but you know, Luis Diaz is now hurt, so. Liverpool, I feel like they put all their eggs in one basket without having a plan B, and all their plan A's have failed, so now they're struggling. Jesse Marsh will officially have another American player under his wing at Leeds United States of America, following Weston McKennie's loan move from Juventus for £15 million. Alongside him, he has two other Americans in Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams. I love this signing. I love seeing Weston McKennie in the Premier League. I think he's going to excel greatly. He did well with Juventus, but following Juventus' 15-point reduction due to their financial fair play breaking, I think the, the writing was on the walls with his future there at the club. I don't think he's going to go back after this loan. Um, I think he's going to do well in the Premier League. I think... Leeds is going to stay up in the Premier League. There's no way they get relegated. Um, and they have they have the, the side to stay in the Premier League. Um, and they have, you know, the American will. You know, I think it's, it's time for people to stop overlooking Americans in the Premier League. You know, we saw Clint Dempsey 15 years ago. We've seen the goalkeeper Tim Howard. And now it's a, it's a new generation. Um, and I love this generation. You know, they're all 24 years old. Brendan Aronson is 21 years old. So, you know, they're living life. They're at the peak of their performances right now. Um, If not, you know, they still have some room for improvement. But nonetheless, uh, this is very exciting for for Americans, for American soccer fans, for Leeds United fans. I really don't think Leeds United fans care about, you know, them being American or, you know, they just want to win, obviously. Um... But but you know I, I I do think that this is um, this is a way for them to you know kind of put their name on the map um, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen uh, so it'll be interesting to see um, how Weston McKennie gets on with Leeds United. Next I want to talk about the poor Hakim Ziyech. So like I mentioned earlier in the pod. Chelsea has just spent and spent and spent. Uh, they got rid of Jorginho for for a small fee, um, but they didn't really want to get rid of Hakim Ziyech, but Ziyech wanted out once he heard that Paris Saint-Germain uh, were interested in signing him. Par- uh, Hakim Ziyech flew out today, flew from London to Paris, um, hoping that his loan would go through at around... 10.40 uh, their time in Europe, uh, Chelsea wouldn't send the correct documents. Uh, whether or not it was on purpose to stall the deal or not, Hakim Ziyech is not leaving Chelsea. Um, so now Hakim Ziyech uh, will be remaining at the club that he doesn't want to be at. Paris Saint-Germain will not be accepting any type of loan for him. Um, they said that since this has gone through, since this has not gone through, we're not going to, you know, see this through in the summer either. Uh, so, you know, I feel bad for him. Hakim Ziyech obviously wanted to get the, the opportunity to play in P- to play in Paris, uh, you know, link up again with, with his buddy Hakimi. But um, I, I, I think, you know, obviously it's tough and no one wants to see a player 
stranded uh, in in Paris, uh, especially when he forced the move and he really wanted the move to go through. But that's life. Um, you know, he's just gonna kind of have to forgive and forget. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what type of role uh, he has at Chelsea now, if any, uh, following his his want to be departure. Another player I want to talk about was in rumors uh, with both London clubs in Arsenal and Chelsea, Moise Casado from Brighton and Hove Albion. He desperately wanted a move. He submitted his transfer form uh, to the, the, the Brighton hierarchy, telling them uh, that he wanted out. Once he heard that both in, uh, both Arsenal and Chelsea were interested in in signing him, uh, he he took the next flight out and and he jumped on it. Unfortunately, Arsenal rejected all three. I'm sorry, Brighton rejected all three bids from Arsenal and two bids from Chelsea. Coming out with a statement saying that we are not selling Caicedo. So similar to Hakim Ziyech, Caicedo is staying at a club that he does not want to be at. Not really sure why uh, he doesn't want to remain at the club. They're having a good season. He's playing well. Uh, this past summer, his his uh, value was at six million pounds. Now it's at thirty eight million pounds. So he's only going to continue to grow. He's twenty one years old. I think you know for 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 Casado, obviously I'm not in his I'm not in his shoes uh but you know look look positively you know you're 21 years old you have probably 9 10 11 more years of your career if you continue playing the way you're playing see this out you know not many January transfers have have become successful uh, at their at their future clubs so stay patient um and you know just just keep plugging along and Hey, you never know. Maybe turns out well that Brighton, you know, in this this year they finish in fifth or fourth place and, you know, they make Champions League. And then all of a sudden you're a Champions League player. Nottingham Forest have uh, been in the rumors once again following their signing of Kaylor Navas, one of the best goalkeepers uh, that our generation has seen. They have signed him on loan until uh, the end of the season. This is a great signing for, for Nottingham Forest. Um, I... I'm not sure what they're going to do with Dean Henderson. Maybe he's uh, Kaylor Navas is going to just be that veteran outlook, um, you know, to to provide some some insight and advice. Um, but nonetheless, Nottingham Forest, I think, have uh, the the most positive uh, future. Um, you know, obviously you have Brighton and Hove Albion. Obviously, you know you have Arsenal, uh, but I, I truly believe that Nottingham Forest, if they stay in the Premier League this year, they'll gain some money at the end of the season, and they'll be able to buy some more players. Um, you know, they'll be able to grow their youth academy a little bit more. Uh, I think I, I hated to see Nottingham Forest do so well in the past, in you know the '80s, '90s, and early 2000s, and then they haven't been in the Premier League for the last 15 years. Uh, so now that they're in the Premier League, I think this is going to change things. This is going to change their their momentum going forward. This is going to change the motivation inside of the club. Uh, I truly think that this is going to this is going to change the the club historically. Um, and so I think if if you Stay in the club this year. Uh, stay in the Premier League this year. You know your club is only going to grow. Uh, in signing these players like Kaylor Navas this year to provide that that insight and be that veteran uh, uh, that veteran hand, 
for for younger players to look up to. I think there's nothing more that that you can ask from from an organization just like Nottingham Forest. So as far as uh, transfers go, the latest transfers, the the uh, most historical transfers, all of the uh, broken records, this transfer window uh, is is honestly remarkable, especially considering that it's coming all from one organization, from one club in Chelsea. Um, but nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see how these clubs get on with their 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 new players uh, and and how the the players get on with their new clubs. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see the steps taken. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it was a great transfer window. It was a little silent in the middle of it, um, but that's that's typical. But transfer deadline day surely did not disappoint. But once again, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Pitch Blitz podcast. Please follow me on TikTok and Instagram at the Pitch Blitz. That is Pitch Blitz with a Z at the end. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. I hope to see you next time. Take care. <laughs>